Hi, this is David Bedford from Liverpool. You may have known the, the Beatles there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're listening to the Fan 4 Free for All. Ta-da! And welcome to another edition of the Fab Four Free For All. Today we are continuing our conversation about the Beatles and the Ed Sullivan shows. Do we have to? Oh, yes, of course we do. <laughs> and uh, we did part one, and this is part two, because there was just so much to talk about. Oh, can't we just be like the Traveling Wilburys and skip it and make it part three? Part four, sir. Five. We can five. do part five, I okay. think. Okay. Yeah. All right, good. I like that. Actually, there were four Ed Sullivan shows. We'll say this is the fifth. This is the fifth. There show. we go. So there's the fifth Beatle, we're the fifth Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. Oh my God, oh my get God. on with it. <laughs> and here we go. Let's get to it. The next show, and it's interesting, if you think about this, this planning that Sullivan did, you know, it's, it's every week for three straight weeks. Right. No one else has the Beatles. No one else is going to get the Beatles. And it's, it's great planning on his part, if you think but about it. But it's really it. not, oh, yeah. because think about it. This next show was actually taped on the 9th in the afternoon. Right. And so, this was sort of a, a, a last-minute thought. It wasn't. I think the original two was going to be the ninth and the sixteenth, and they said, "Well, why don't you tape something and we can play it on the twenty-third? So right. they taped it before, before the actual historic performance, right? And it actually is the best mix show. Well, I don't think there's pressure. It's taped. Part of it, but I think also that the mix itself is like, well, yeah, the oh mix. Oh my is, God, this is the way it should have sounded. Right. Well, yeah, the third one, and I never knew that this was taped prior to the first one. Right. You know, I mean, now I do, but. When I was younger, because they had a different stage set up. You know, yeah, they set it up, which is what you do. You, you, so you, you think it's totally different, right? right? And Ed is actually funnier. First time he comes in, it's real funny because he's encouraging the kids. Right. Yeah, he's like, The come kids on. start, and he goes, he, you right, know, well, they start, on. come on, do it. You yeah, know, well, and, he, and he just lets them rip. But, and it's know. interesting because that was the first time he, he saw the crowd. Yeah. You know, not the live one a couple of hours later. So yeah. it's kind of interesting. He's... He's setting it up. But oh, he yeah. also says way. something. He's very astute because he's, he knows it's being shown later. Right. And even though it's taped way before anybody saw the Beatles, he actually says, you know, these are also fine young men. And he actually leads them off into, they do Twisted Shout first. But he doesn't even say the Beatles. He doesn't have to. No, I know. But think about it, though. This is the first time they're That's ever true. being That's seen. True. And he doesn't even say, he just goes, later, gentlemen. No, and he, he, just, uh, he, he I think say he, the Beatles. He's cut off. It he's was cut off by them a, starting. Yeah. He yeah, but does say the words. Very he low. Overlaps. He's it's cut off because a stage director, a, a house manager pointed at the Beatles too I know, soon. But, but he goes, ladies and gentlemen, and he actually motions to the, to the left. He, he motions. I, and you could sort of see him saying it, but you don't hear it. But, it's, but, but, I, but that's not intentional. It's not as, I know. It's not that's as big as, here are the Beatles. Yeah, no, that was, that was a mistake. That's actually that, a technical, that was a technical mistake. Technical, you would think that if they actually recorded it. But also it's interesting. It would have been, you're redone. So, you know, this one, Twist and Shout opens it up. Very odd choice again. I mean, really, this is the... Twist and Shout is the first song the Beatles ever played. But it's for, their set opener. Set opener... It's as a live band. No, it's their set no, Not at that no. point. Not at that not point. Shoot, yeah, you're right. So, that, was, that was August summer, when they right? came back. Tour that was, yeah, that's when they right. came back for the August tour, that's when they started. Yeah, right. you're absolutely so right. They, and they, and they it truncated weird, it, too, because, you know, yeah. it's such a hard song to sing. Yeah, but I mean, the but first song the Beatles ever sing in America is Twist and Shout. You know? Well, bringing your music back to you, here it is, the Beatles. I guess, right. And, and the crowd goes nuts. There's even more screaming in this than the first one, because this is really the first time the girls are right. seeing them. Yeah. 
So it's really wild and raucous, and you think, you know, wow. So was it done intentionally in a sense of we're seeing an American audience here? These people in this audience may not all have our record. Let's do a song. Maybe they'll know because it's an American song. Who knows? I think it's. I think it's just the choice. I, I don't think it was not that much pre. I don't think. I don't think that was that much pre. Okay. I don't think so either. I mean, it makes sense to think that way because it's such a good opening. Song. Right. Right. And it and it is. You know, like you said. Here, here's the American music you forgot. Yeah. Catch up with the first time around. Yeah. But I think it's good. And then the second song is "Please Please Me," which uh, I like also. The, you know, you know, real quick. I, I like the older girls freaking out. Yes. I like the shots, the camera shots of the older women yes, okay. freaking out. Because you know that there's like that whole idea of like Man. the little girls are going crazy, but the older girls are kind of going. They're getting the they're I'm, getting it a little more than a, the, on a slightly deeper level than yeah, the you know like, than the little girls are. How can we go visit him later? Yeah, they right. Saying, right. Oh, who <laughs> am I? Oh, for original groupies. No, but it's it's groupies. very funny though because and you also see this kind of like I don't know why. I'm really getting all like, like, why am I behaving like a kid? Like, you see that one older woman with the hair, like, she starts to like right. applaud, and then she kind of catches herself, and she's yeah. like, "What am I doing?" You well, know, yeah, but it's with, honey, what are you doing? But it's awesome because right. it, that's it shows the that, energy. That's what it they was brought. So incredibly real. But anyway, it, it also, I think the other side of the coin is, is that it was thought of as family entertainment. Yes, and I think they thought, well, let's go along with this. Especially yeah. since they were there live. You know, people of that age watching at home maybe wouldn't have reacted that way. Right. But I think right. partly it's family entertainment. It's the Ed Sullivan show. This is the show that everyone watches, even they're, before the Beatles were there. They're loud in the theater, too, Yes, man. it's There's a lot an energy. There's a yeah, but the Beatles only get three songs. Yeah. yeah. But I think they didn't realize that it was going to be this big. They gave them five for the first one, six for the second one, three for the third one. But also maybe they they said, well, this is on tape. And maybe there was a problem mixing the two tapes together to make a, a new show, so to speak, you know, playing the, the tape. Who it's knows? better to play one tape than to play two. Right. Uh, stuff like that. Also, I think the other side of the coin is, is that, you know what? Three is good, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. It, it, yeah, it was a lot of people didn't realize that the third show was, like you said, was, wasn't was them there live. But now here we go again. You got, you know, I'm talking about how in the first show that's aired, you got Paul with two in a row opening. But the first show that is taped, is recorded, John. is John two in a row out and, of the shoot. And, and I want to hold your hand you, as John and Paul. So. Right. So you go from Twist and Shout to Please Please Me. Right. You got two John tracks That's in a row. True. But so. and, and think about it, though. We always said, oh, Paul came off as the leader. But this is the first show actually taped, and John's the leader. Yep. You bet. So to but, speak. but isn't it odd? It's right. the first show that's taped. So, taped. again, maybe, maybe the Beatles should have thought a little harder about, Listen, you know, at who this knows? point, they're if on you're American come, television, right, they're not but, thinking. Right. They're just going to play just, if you want to play, or we won't right. play if you don't want to play. We play it play. all, right? <laughs> Whatever it is that will please you, Ed, we'll do it. So they do Please, Please Me, and then the third song, again, they close with I Want to Hold Your Hand. This is the best performance yes, I've yes, I Want to yes, Hold Your Hand, yeah. partially because the mix yeah. is perfect. Right. Well, perfect, you know what I mean, for TV. It's actually in sync with each other. And, and also, I think it, they're having a good time singing. They are. Me? Ringo's even looser in, in this is, appearance. But is Ringo's it me smiling. That, that John's rhythm... Not his rhythm, but the tuning on his guitar is a little off. Slightly off. Like a little, a little bit off. Like it's yeah. like he down tuned it a little bit. Yes, little tiny, tiniest and bit. Because it's instead of da na na, it's da da da, and 
I've always felt that he's down to. It also might be that someone's not doubling. There may also Maybe, be a, a yeah. note that's not doubling, Alan. We all talked with Alan right, about right. that little notes that were doubled. In right, there. right. But uh, what I like is that, and it's interesting, George is a little more nervous. George, by the time they went with the live show, George is a little more loose. Don't forget, this is the afternoon. Maybe he wasn't feeling well. He wasn't feeling well, but but he's more serious. George well, I think he's just trying not to up. Not to. I think. Yeah. Well, also, imagine part of, that all <laughs> I think part of it is also he he wasn't there for rehearsals. <coughs> right. So he might be saying playing well, catch up. This he is might my be, rehearsal. He might be just looking around, saying, "Okay, where am I going to do this? Yeah. Okay, oh, we got a live show in four hours. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 It could be that. Could have been part of but it. But he's definitely more serious in this. Again, you know, they keep cutting to the older women in the audience during I Want to Hold Your Hand. The audience is actually, like, clapping along yeah. rhythmically. They're not just screaming and freaking out. They do get into a point where they're clapping along with I Want to Hold Your Hand. And the funny cool. thing is the cameraman did the same thing for, like, every I Want to Hold Your Hand. He zooms a camera over the three Beatles into Ringo for the part where, yes. you know, and when I touch you. Yes. And at yeah. one point, in, even in, like, at the first show, I forgot to mention, you see, like, George... Look up, like the camera's going over his head. Yes. He's looking like it's rolling over his head and it goes to Ringo. <laughs> but then, for some reason, when they show Ringo, when they're doing that, the drums are very loud. They become loud. Yeah, it's actually almost as though there's like some there's kind of shotgun on, mic on, yeah, the, on camera. the camera. And you yeah. hear, you know, boom. It's like, whoa. Yeah. It's like, it and gets it, loud. You know, it's, it's funny. We've all seen the movie That Thing You Do. Yeah. And it's, there's a lot of Beatle references well, in it. Well, it's totally the first, episode, the first the, show. There's that scene, they go, let's make him look good. And they go to each guy. And I I think about and that scene like, oh, and then can't. the Sullivan show. Because you, know, you, oh, yeah. you wonder if those yeah. guys thought the same way. Let's make him look good. Yeah. Even though Ringo yeah. was the most popular Beatle and Paul and Ringo were the two popular Beatles when yeah. they first came over right. America. Yeah. And one woman is actually yelling, Ringo! Yeah, you that's see hysterical. You know, it's like, oh, my Lord. She's ripping her clothes. And like, Ringo! <laughs> so, uh, and Ringo was, Ringo. again, uh, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. But he was actually having fun with it, too. And, you, and he wasn't even looking at the others, and he was still mouthing yeah. the words. Yes. So he was having fun. But uh, he, he must have done that partly out of habit, only because I'm sure they heard themselves a lot better in the Sullivan Theater than they would at you know, maybe let, but he's let's also say a DC, showman. DC, yeah. you know, yeah, the Ringo DC was Coliseum. Showman. Yeah, yeah, he was. Ringo I mean, was a showman. And, yeah. yeah, well, we'll get into Ringo's showmanship in, in the last show. But the rest of this show is so variety show. Right. I mean, the little girl about the, the safety in numbers, that was very funny. I love that but, bit. I mean, we're talking about Pinky and Perky with the puppets. I want oh, to puke. God, that Pinky is... and puppets, Perky, I want to puke. <laughs> that is, that is like... Patterson Percival. A, a really Pinky. bad... Named Puppet. You know, it's like, come on, can we get a well, little even, bit hipper? Even Morecambe and Wise, who were on with the Beatles, the Beatles were on their show in 63. Yeah. They came over here with that stupid, gla- yeah. well, when I say stupid, it might have played well in England. <laughs> it did not play well here at all. No. I mean, no. nobody was laughing at all, like, no. hardly. And they knew the Beatles, you know, and so the English did not always translate to American right. uh, unless you shook your head and went, woo. But... <laughs> I mean, then there's, you know, the Gordon and Sheila McRae and Dave Barry and Cab Calloway after his prime. And then Morty Gunty, the comedian. Oh, my Lord. I mean, I'm glad the Beatles taped this because I don't think they want to be live with all those people. No. And, Th- and this did not play as well. It played as a typical Ed Sullivan show, yeah. not as a, an event. Because it, by then it wasn't an event. Right. It was the third show. Well, there was the third show. It also wasn't live. Right. And, but it but definitely you're right. played you, differently. You're right. The, the first two did play like an event. The third time didn't. Right. No, this played like a yes. regular Ed Sullivan yeah. show. Yeah. Because by that time like the Beatles were not played out by uh, any they're means. Also, they're also, you know, it's hard to believe, you know, in that two-week period they so established themselves. 
Right. Not just on the Sullivan Show, but the Carnegie Hall Show, the, uh, the, the Washington D.C. Show, the charts. And then they left. You know, it was like, right. okay, bye bye. And they they left till late summer. Always yeah. leave them really? wanting more. That yeah. was the. And they did. Yep. You well, they also had to start filming a hard day's night. Yeah. And was, we should and we should say that in between this show and the last live show that they did, taped show, they did it live and it was uh, shown. They also went in, in, I think, April of 64, Ed went to London while they were doing the Hard Day's Night and did a little interview with them, which is on one of the bonus materials on the uh, the latest Ed Sullivan release by Yumi in the Universal Music Group. And they ended up showing something which was very rare at that time, which was the You Can't Do That segment, which was left out of Hard Day's Night. And nobody knew it was going to be a rarity. And us as collectors went nuts trying to find it and then finally got it, and then they... Put it out on the and making the, of yeah. a hard day. Right, and if, it, that if, was great. but if they had never gave him that clip, that would have been thrown away with all forever. the other yep. unsaved footage. Right, and it, you know, it's cool interesting how something gets saved oh, by yeah. mistake. It yeah, was really by well, mistake. Well, some archivist who worked for Ed Sullivan going, "Don't touch anything that has the word Beatles in it." Yeah, right. do but, not throw it out. Right, yeah. so it's, it's, it's a short it's, interview. It was good, very short, but it also showed that Ed made an attempt. Yes. I mean, Ed went there and oh, actually yeah. made an attempt to yeah. touch with them. I mean, it wasn't like he went to London and, and, and they said, Ed's here, we got to talk to him. He went to the set of A Hard Day's Night. And that, that's where the newspaper man comes in yes. with him because yeah. he was doing he the how newspaper. how to get a story. Yeah. yeah, he was there for the story, but right. not just a, because it's the And he Beatles. happened to be Ed Sullivan. Yeah. There's a genuineness that's very, very surprising. He, he really genuinely enjoyed them. I think as for... Young people. I think he was genuinely curious about them as young men and said, you know, these are young guys, interesting angle that they're handling themselves very well. They weren't throwing, they weren't trashing a hotel room. He probably overheard some of the jokes. He knew that they are smart. They're, you know, because the humor, even amongst the four of them when nobody was listening, was up here. But think about you know, it. Was George high is 21 so, years old. Right. I mean, right. and they're on the Ed and, Sullivan show. And they were Mr. Sullivan. Right. And they, you know. Very polite. Was very polite. Look, who knows what they did in the hotel, but if you look right. at the Maisel's Brothers film, which is a great film, the right. first U.S. visit, and uh, what's happening in Beatles in the, in the USA. USA. You know, they got the cameras on them, but they're being themselves, and they're not being disgusting. No. And no they're not bleeping no, they're out stuff. For, they're having so much. They're... They are so soaking it in. All totally. Of it, and they're enjoying it's it. It's interesting. Totally. If this was part of a a bigger tour, I think it would have been a little bit different. But I think because they knew they were going to only be there for two weeks and that the basic part was being on the Sullivan Show and a couple of concerts, but also vacation, that I think there was a, a, a looseness and a relaxation with the Beatles just for that yeah. time, which yeah. you do see in the first U.S. And visit. Despite the, oh, my God, right. fear of going Factor, to the States yeah. for the first right, time. Right, right. But they also were ready to do it. They played Paris right before they came right. to the States. Right. And I think there's a looseness, which you don't see afterwards, right? Yeah. You know, which I think is cool. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back right after this. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Sullivan for the Fab Four Free For All, about to offer three of the show's listeners the chance to win copies of the 2010 reissue of the complete Beatles Ed Sullivan Show appearances. In order to have the chance to win your copy, simply send an email. I don't know what the hell an email is, but you'll send one of those to 
Fab Four, free for all. That's Fab the number four, free the number four all at AOL.com. In the subject heading, just write Ed Sullivan and let the guys know the three dates of the Beatles' first three appearances on my really big show, The Ed Sullivan Show. So for your chance to win those on DVD, send your email, fab 4 free for all at AOL.com. Three copies. You can win one. Quiet. Quiet, teenagers. Quiet, listeners. Quiet. And we're back here on the Fab Four Free-For-All talking about the Beatles' appearances on the Ed Sullivan Show. Thank you very much for having me on the program today, oh. fellas. Thank very much enjoyed hey, being part of the night. show. Oh, thank you very much, thank Topo. You. Thank oh. you. Uh, I love Topo Gigi. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm you sure you do. Ed. Yeah, I do. I, t- hey. I take him with me to sleep at night. I, he keeps me warm. That and my bourbon. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. And uh, so far, we've talked about the first three appearances of the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show. We also mentioned how You Can't Do That was archived, basically, and saved from A Hard Day's Night because of the Ed Sullivan Show. Now we jump many months ahead, don't we? We jump ahead, and we go to 1965, where actually this is part of uh, the summer tour. This is the beginning of their summer tour in 1965. And the reason they were on Sullivan is to really, they had come here for the Big Shea Stadium right. concert. Right, and they... They filmed a couple of days prior. Right, so they, they did the recording on... Which all, Ed hosted. Which Ed hosted, Ed hosted and also stadium, yeah. uh, was producer on the show, and he was also the, the host and introduced them. So right now, the Beatles arrive in 1965, and the first thing they do is they go to rehearsal uh, at the Still Studio 50, in New York City. A lot of footage, a lot of still footage. Yes, still a lot pictures. of pictures, lots of nice pictures really of the Beatles. Really color pictures. Color pictures. Also, you, you start to see the Beatles not always wearing suits and ties. Well, right. well, on the, right. at, least, well, at least in these pictures, at least in the rehearsal pictures. Well, in rehearsal pictures also for the uh, Sullivan shows, they had no ties and stuff. Right. So they show up, and actually, if you think about it, the, the show they did for Ed was the Blackpool Night Out show, the same basic Songs, Pretty much, yes. The that they part. did on August first right. and sixty five. Right. So in the Beatles had at least practiced these songs a little bit. Yeah, and this one is a little different too because this show, the the Beatles look tired. Oh yeah, they look older. They look and tired. It's only look, a year and a half. It's right. only yeah. They look older. Yeah, I mean, they, they really mature. I mean, the road, the the Beatlemania took a toll well, on them. They look about. older. They look tired. At one point, they look stoned. Probably um, all of it. But they, yeah. like, they've done two movies since being on the Ed Sullivan Show. They released a Hard oh, Day's Night album. A lot. Beatles for Sale. Help was, uh, uh, was, they, was coming out. They released a lot. Or, I mean, coming out. this is August They hung out with Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah, they hung out with Bob Dylan. They went to you the Warwick. Rubber Soul was what, December of 65? Delmonico. Yeah, December of 65. Get, Delmonico, so, sorry. So that, you know, that's in the can or, or being done, wasn't it? I, that, not, I, not at that point. Not yet. in August? Not, not in August. They okay. started Rubber Soul in October 65. Notions of it coming, probably. Oh, yeah. So I mean, we're talking yeah. about older, wiser, tireder, stone. I mean, really different Beatles. They look different, and I'll be honest. Not with to you, be funny, but post Beatles for sale Beatles. Yeah, yeah. that's really what yeah. you what we're looking at. Yeah, and you know what? The performance shows it, uh, but also the Beatles are not as well groomed. No. Longer hair. John's hair is all over the place. Right. Flipped. Yeah. All looks better, but I mean, they, they George's hair is longer and. Wilder and all of them are. They just look older and different. They really do look different. Well, it's than part of the evolution of the Beatles. Absolutely, uh, but, but it's this... interesting. It's what 
16 months later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it, again, this episode, I get a kick out of the fact that Ed comes out and does the actually introduces them. And well, he introduces them by name, right? Yeah, first time actually. Well, well by this time, everybody knows. Of course, them. but you know, it's it's kind of cool. And that those first John 64 Lennon. shows, it was just the Beatles. Right. Now, the four well, individuals, they are, they are you know, big. they are huge. They are, and they're four of the most, the most important names in entertainment. In entertainment. Right. So you're not going to just blow it off as the Beatles. Imagine, you know, it's it's Ed taking the time to say, here are the four, bringing them out. And again, it's this idea that when you look, there is a genuine warmth. Yes, between the five Each of them, of them, right. Each of them come out. There's the handshake. How you doing, Ed? The how yeah, are you, Ed? Said, are you it's, Ed? yeah, and it's- and But it's, that was a Sullivan trademark, though. If he liked you, he would shake your yes. hand. Yes. Yeah, like but, Johnny inviting you on the yeah, couch. Yeah, Johnny inviting you on the couch, it was the same type of thing. Yeah, but sometimes even though the hand, it, there wasn't a, a warmth there. Yeah, but he would, he would coax them over. Come yeah, on, yeah, come, yeah, here, yeah. Come, come on, guys. Come on, guys. You know, and, and, and- Even if they had nothing to say, they would just look at the camera and go, thank you, Ed. Yeah, thanks, Ed. But it was all right. It was know. But this one, you know, he calls them by name, and they actually they did a lot of rehearsal, and there's a production number. Yes. Now they're yeah. they're actually altering their songs for the show. Right. Yeah, they, the lengthy they, intro of, for, of Ticket to Ride. Yeah, it's an, eight, order it's to an eight the, riff instead of a four riff. Yeah. Right, and they do the faces of right. each one. But considering the amount of rehearsal pictures we have, when the light goes up and John's supposed to start, I think I'm going to be, you know. Paul looks at him and goes, go. <laughs> and he goes yeah. and the mic and goes, I think. I was like, oh, wait. What? Well, they, they actually changed the way. They never, you know, Twist, A uh, Ticket to Ride got cut by like almost uh, 45 seconds when they did a live at the Hollywood Bowl in 65. Right. right. So this was actually the like, longer, more, the, longer, more full length version. The 12 inch disco version <laughs> of, of Ticket to Ride. And it's good, but you know what? John's voice is not there yet. Not Very there. Very scratchy. And at one oh, point, yeah. take it to right. Yeah. And you see yeah. Paul look at him like, oh, yeah, you're going to yeah. make it? it? And at one point, Ringo's doing, mm, blah, mm, mm, blah. and he looks over, and they're showing Ringo drumming while Paul and John are singing. Yes. But they show Ringo, and he goes, right, and Ringo looks over. And yeah. You can see Ringo looks over at John like, what was that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was a little... There, and and, uh, and again, I want to toss out, too, that, that this is another instance where Ed really encourages the crowd. Yes. Because this is now 65. But not like they and had it, because now the girls right. in the audience are going nuts. But it's almost Pat. And but he it, likes to do it. He loves yes. to do yeah, the he crowd. Wants, but he would also his do the quiet, quiet teenagers you know, kind of thing. He loves the teenage part. Yeah. He lo- he's well, he's eating happy this that, up. He's yeah. happy. He knows that whenever he has these four guys from Liverpool, four young men, he's going to get a big rating. But he also yeah. knows even a year later, even only a year later, I mean, look, we have the convenience of having the history of the textbooks that, you know, we grew in and the whatever books that we grew up with. He knows even a year later that he had a profound impact oh, absolutely. on their meteoric sure. rise. And he on, he and gets on, it. And... On pop culture, because yeah. think about this: after that, after the Beatles, not before the Beatles. I mean, uh, Elvis was big. The Beatles ended up being bigger than Elvis in terms of Ed Sullivan audience. Right. But after the Beatles made the impact they did, everybody wanted to be on. You Sullivan. bet. Every major every pop major pop back right. wanted to be on Sullivan because right. the Beatles made it so big. Right. And that that was huge because now now if you watch PBS here in the United States and the DVDs of the Sullivan shows, they have full DVDs of just the rock and roll performances yep, from everybody. Right, yep. right. That wouldn't have happened, I don't think, if the Beatles would have bombed. Yes. Well, I, I or think. Or didn't have the impact. 
So we're talking about Ed Sullivan and the Beatles together had an impact on pop culture for the rest of eternity. Which, which again, to the benefit and to the detriment of some performers. Of some. Who could or couldn't pull it off or could or couldn't well, do it live. But, but that's, or, not their, you know, you know, that's not Ed or the Beatles' fault. No, no. It's, you know, obviously you have to know how to handle yourself. And the Beatles, uh, much credit goes to Brian Epstein, I'm sure, said, don't mess this up, boys. This right. could be big. Right, but I also think that the way he agreed to a really underpaying contract just to get the exposure, I think was very important on yes, Brian's yes. part. Yeah. You know, and I think it was interesting. You know, we know the story, if, if we assume it's true, that you know, Sullivan was at uh, Heathrow. Yeah, I know. October 63. Yeah. And who, you know, he, who are these people? Are... Though later on, Brian Epstein went to meet him to talk about this. So mm-hmm. he probably saw them and probably got back and maybe did some research. Exactly. You know, who right. are these guys? Exactly. But think about it. At the time, when they agreed to have the show, the Beatles weren't the Beatles yet. They, right. They hadn't released I Want to Hold Your Hand, and, or at least in the States. Right. This was a gamble This on, was a very Ed's much part. a gamble by Ed Sullivan. Right. And you're right. They could have failed. It could have been very much But that's for another show. Anyway. That is. Um, yes, it is. I just want to, just some technical things about this performance. The performance starts, and one thing that's interesting is the framing is rough. John and well, Paul John are on absolute and, extremes. And, and John is up front. Right. John's up front, but he's almost out of the frame. Maybe. You know, and, and I think what we have is a correct, proper cut of the show. You know, we're seeing it as it was originally broadcast. And John and Paul's guitars are not fully in the frame. On, when on you watch the it. show and on the beginning of it, they're they're almost spread too far apart. Yeah, for the sake of quote production value. But there um, might have been a reason why this was the last black and white show that Ed yes. Sullivan did. Yes, and they might have been moving things about or, yes. or preparing doing something for the, the new layouts in the studio. And, and it is interesting that you know the first color show it could have been the Beatles. Yeah, if they yeah. Had waited, and they didn't. <coughs> um, it was Dino, Desi, and Billy. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. No, you're right. I know. He actually John, says next week we in Dino color from San Francisco. Right. It's interesting because the reason they showed up on the Sullivan shows because they did the summer tour, which was only what two weeks. Yeah. In the states. Yeah. But if they had done it in September, they could have been then on the Sullivan show. Right. And been, and been in color. color. Yeah. And been in color. In color. Yeah, it's it's interesting. John's playing. There are moments where he's not in his best timing. No, I know. Which is really surprising because John's right hand is absolutely flipping great. He's got one of the great right hands. I don't know if maybe being stoned and on Sullivan might be a little much. Or, you know what? Uh, Maybe it's the first time going back. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Hear me out. I I had always heard that they literally, like, got off the plane and went for rehearsals. and it could have been so, jet lag. could have been total jet Absolutely. lag. Absolutely. could let's be just jet lag. Leave drugs out of this. Oh, yeah, but, you know, I, I know. I'm not at saying... At this time, they with, were doing it. Yeah, I, with smoking a little be, grass is Yeah, not, we're not naive. You know. But they, yeah. you literally, right. they arrive the 13th, they go to the 14th. Yeah, okay. and they get yeah. on there, and they're jet lagged, and they're tired. Yeah, his, his time... And they're also, don't forget, the heaviness of, you're about to play a 56,000-seat arena. The heaviness right. of that. And this the guy's first your, time ever. And this guy's the producer of the film, by the way. Right. right. So, you know, you we're know, talking about a lot of pressure this time. So it's funny. It's going back to home territory. We're okay. We're back on Sullivan again. But it's with new pressures on. New, really. Much. I mean, think about you it. Know, now, instead of just conquering America, now you're going to be the first band to ever play, play a stadium. Yeah. You know, when I say stadium. Right. I mean, talk about 55,000 or, as George says, you know, 400,000, whatever he said in the anthology. But there's different pressures. And I'm not sure... Maybe a little weed, yeah. But lyrically, they're a mess. Well, well, lyrically, it's I mean, very funny. They're Paul a mess. starts off, but John fudges "Ticket to Ride" really badly. I wouldn't say badly, but it's badly. badly. He misses. He misses a couple. He misses of lines. a beat. 
No, thought, he misses a couple of lines. Well, I'm them. not sure of that. Is it Ticket to Ride or what's the other, what are the other songs? It's no, not Help Me well, misses everything. Help, he misses everything. Help, he misses the whole second verse. I mean. Well, he always did that. Yeah, but I'm saying. I don't think there's one performance to help he did it right. The version on Hollywood Bowl, I know, but it's bad. I mean, he does Well, he does the whole second verse. And Paul and George are singing clearly, you know. Absolutely. Seems to vanish in the haze. And then he goes, then every he. You would think that they're looking at him like, catch on, we're doing the back, and we're singing down, your verse. Again, Paul, Paul crosses does the, the damn verses right. again. Right, man buys his ring, ring throws it away. the first one. Yeah. Right. I Which, don't know if they're nervous or they don't care But he point. does that. Paul does that all the time. Yes, Crosses but, those verses. Unless he meant Un- to do it. We said, unless no. unless he decided after the studio version that that was better. And, and yeah, it sort of makes a little more sense, actually. It does. And, yeah. and then we get to good old Richie. I don't know why they chose Act Naturally. Well, that's that was the single. And yeah. the flip side the flip of the single. Well, the single. The, the, if you remember the ad, it said Paul sings yesterday and Ringo sings. I know, but song. there he is introducing himself. Yeah, that's and very that's funny. Odd too. But oh, he did that. Not a tune. But he did that a lot of times. No, most of the times Ringo said, uh, Paul saying, you know, Ringo. Right, but also there's there is a lot yeah. considering that Ringo would introduce but himself. You would, and it, but you would think that you know you're on the Ed Sullivan show. You you can't have one of the other guys introduce Ringo. I but mean, he did it on other shows. George yeah, introduced. It was funny. Paul. But, but I, know, I never understood why Ringo would introduce himself. It's, it's, it's just, it's a funny bit. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's funny, but most, it's like weird. I will say the, the most priceless thing about that whole show is watching Ringo. He's at, after he goes, they're going to put me in the movies. They're gonna ma-. And you see, they cut back to him and he goes, ugh. Like <laughs> you see him, he actually goes like, ugh. What the hell did I just do? And, 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 just, and even Paul, when they show him doing the, I'll bet you. Paul looks weird doing it. Well, he's doing it. He's actually emulating, which you don't usually see Paul do. Right. Paul usually sings as himself, and he just fits in where. But you see, he's doing. He's actually taking on a a different persona. Yeah, he's like almost like a. Well, think about it. The mouth sideways. Weird. The next day they play Shea Stadium. Act naturally again. Is Ringo messes the, up. The, messes up. In the, in the film, they put the record on there. Yeah, they right. couldn't even be bothered. What did they do after that? They went back to doing I Want to Be Your Man. Yep. That's right. You just so, couldn't do it live. That's right. it's, it's, Especially it's a, in front of 55,000 yeah, people. Because it's such a, a soft song, if you think right. about it. Compared, it's not a rocker. It's if more of a country. If you don't start off yeah. the right way, like, you know, if you don't start off with the right key, well, they're going to... If you start off anything, off. you get thrown off the whole verse. Right. And, and he did. Is, yes. is that a natural? He went, That's a he went back to the... The second verse on, he was fine. He was on. He was totally on. But he was all nervous, too. He said, I'm nervous and out of tune. It's also not like he gets a note. If you were right, doing it, right, he doesn't have a note to say. He doesn't have a you note. Have, There's no pitch right. pipe. Truthfully, had they been wise, especially in the studio where they could hear themselves, John would have went ding, yeah. ding, yeah. just yeah. twice, yeah. just yeah. so that Ringo had a. John thick. was having enough trouble. Right. But where I'm going is if you know, and he had. Don't forget too. I don't know if it was still out, but they had they done I'm down. There was a keyboard out. Somebody could yeah. have just got just yeah. once just to, just give, you to give him a note. I don't know if David thought about it. But what's amazing is. Again, it's back to the idea of the Beatles with a keyboard. Woo! So I'm down. First time that everybody in the world is seeing the Beatles with a keyboard out. Right. So that's a that's, that's a first. Their, yeah, instrumental. That's and that's part of the growth. Even though it's obviously not really being taken all that seriously with right. John running his elbow over it during the solo, 
but it's destroying the keyboard. And by the way, yeah, we, we yeah. messed up big time by saying that they started with Ticket to Ride. We, we messed up. I'm sorry, we I messed up. up. Mitchell well, Axel Ride. Well, well, this is the second part of the second show. part. But so, yeah, so it wasn't like the first big production. It was actually the second part of the show. The production. I'm sorry. I know all you people are probably yelling into the computer, going, "No, they didn't. No, they didn't." Well, guess what? By the time you heard this, we we can't. We did it purposely so Mark Lewison would have something to yell at. Yes, Mark, we love you. We love you, Mark. And actually, they was like, I actually watched the new bastards. <laughs> yes, you guys stink. My era. I'm See, this really fun. Sorry. We got to do that from now on. Make intentional mistakes and then correct it like 10 this minutes wasn't later an in the show. intentional mistake. I just messed <laughs> no, up. No, I know. We gotta, anyway. I'm sorry. But, so, but anyway, anyway, all right. So it started with I Feel Fine. Yeah, then went into I'm Then down. went into and, and again. But it's the same comments, though. Yeah. I mean, you know, no, it, it's the exact same Ringo's, comments. Ringo's still looking like he's out of it for the beginning of I Feel Fine. John's well, no, timing. No, oh, no looks, I feel fine. He's fine. No, no, he's playing fine, but he looks like we said. He looks jet lagged. He looks like his All head. All of them do. Their it's heads are somewhere else. I, I, you know, they just arrived. I think yeah, that's part of it. Absolutely. You know, the, so fly, flying, you know, that long was you, was much longer. You got the older girls in the audience, again. and I the, will the say, focus cuts to the older girls yeah. a number of times, as opposed but then to the, the teeny boppers screaming like crazy. Yeah, but the cameras go into the the older people. But even in Tickets to Ride, which I know wasn't the first song, sorry. But the ticket to ride, Ringo actually is drumming. Where they say, going to do right by me. Yeah. Ringo actually, instead of just hitting the top toms, he actually hits the tom and the floor tom. It's really cool yes. watching him do that because yeah. it shows yeah. his, he's, and it's nonchalant to him. Right. Yeah. But it, you know, it's like, oh, cool. You know, because yeah. I, I mean, I started doing that when I started playing that song too. But I didn't know it until, you know, you see him do it because you never see him play it. Play it. But now yeah. you've seen it, you're seeing him, right. and that was kind of cool. So a little nod to Ringo's drumming. It wasn't just so by rote. You know, everybody says right. Paul told Ringo to do that, and he did, but Ringo made it his own yeah. once he yeah. got the direction. We, we had been talking about Act Naturally earlier, and that's the last song of the first half. Right. right. And what's interesting is, the, again, back to the camera work and cutaways and not doing fades, they do a cutaway, and John's like about to leap in the air at the end of Act Naturally or when they come back he's coming down on a leap or something like that but John at the end of Act Naturally does like a, a you know a ballet maneuver and the camera cuts away to see exactly what he was doing there and goes back to Ed so it's kind of like a fun you know and it's funny because when Ed brings them back and we should say right before he brings them back there is and my wife watched this with me and was like you've got to be kidding I love Soupy Sales, but we've mentioned this before. He's doing The Mouse, doing and The Mouse, the oh, mouse was a, a, a minor hit. Yeah, no, very minor. A novelty record here, and I don't know if it was everywhere, but definitely here in the States. But he's doing The Mouse with his face, you know, and it looks so silly, and I yeah. feel so bad for him. He goes in the audience, and people just want to see The Beatles yeah. again. But and especially, I felt, I felt really bad because he's on stage, and... I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, it's a novelty song, but by the time he's out in the audience, he's actually in key. Yeah. But it's back to the fact that when the song starts, he sounds terrible. Oh, hey. I sound like Ringo yeah. doing the song. Hey, dude, the mouse. Yeah. Yeah. He's oh, terrible. It's, 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 it's very painful. watching it's that. Excruciating. Excruciating. It's funny to watch that in not in a non-funny way. Yeah. But, well, and, and then but, he does, you know, then it's when okay he gets if he's saying it, but then he starts with the mouse and the face, Yeah, but and but, he looks... 
so at least when he gets in the audience, bad. he sounds a hell of a lot better. Sounds better, but the audience but is, is no. almost embarrassed to have out well, there. Well, there's and he's doing it with his hands by his that, ears. One really tall guy in the front row who's just overjoyed that Soupy Sales talks to him. Yeah, yeah. there's one guy like in the front, really, really tall, sort of awkward-looking fellow, and Soupy leans over, and this guy's just like, "Well, that just made my year." Yeah, <laughs> but can you imagine now? Think about it. The audience. Thinking he's doing this silly novelty record. The ma- we just want to see. He was doing it twenty ride. years later. Yeah. You know, that, that act never stopped. But no, you know, but you want to see. But but you I, know, in hindsight, you know, right after that, the Beatles are coming on with tickets yeah, to ride. You're yeah. like, are you kidding? But I gotta say two things though. First he opened of all, the show. First of all, he was, he opened the show and got a big hand. Yeah, right. Because right. he still was yeah. a very big act. Yes, yeah. he and really it, was. He had his show on. He was he was a big thing here in the oh, state. Sure. And I gotta so tell he, you, and he did a funny little bit in the beginning with Ed, and got Ed to be funny with. Them. Yep. But when you do the mouse and start doing stuff with the mouth oh, and the face, oh. it was painful. But I do have to say two things. First of all, he was one of the sweetest, sweetest guys yes, ever. Yes, no, no, this, him, right? this is not a. Uh, I meant, no, but I'm just saying people were like, who is this idiot, Soupy Sales? You know, I, I had the pleasure of doing the show with Pete, with Pete Best, with Soupy, and he was the sweetest guy in the world. Right. And he always held it as this wonderful medal of honor that he had gotten to do the show with them. Yeah, and, he and that's always fine. held it that just, as like no. a, well, it was almost he yeah. almost even more than this feeling of you know I was on it so right. it was almost kind of like yeah who cares that I was on but I was on on the episode with the friggin Beatles it was always yeah. you know it, it is anyway. interesting though that the Beatles opened the first two and actually the third show but Soupy Sales opens the fourth yeah right so it's kind of interesting yeah also other guests on the show Scylla Black. Doing which, September in the, in the rain, rain, which the Beatles yeah. did. And of course, the Beatles were friends with her. Brian Epstein was her manager. I'm sure there was a little- Negotiation. Negotiation, because she wasn't yes. well-known in the States. She, right. really she was well-known in, in, in the UK. Britain. Yeah. And well, I, well, I, well, not well-known I wonder yet. if this was sort of like, a, you know, we'll put her on. I don't know if it was her first time in the States. I, that I don't know. I don't know. But I'm sure it was part of the uh, yes, uh, you the know, long-term agreement with the Mr. Deal. Sullivan that um, she was on. She did she, September She did rain. two numbers. Yeah. Actually, going out of my She was fine. Yeah. I have a question. During no. Ticket to Ride, what's nice, too, is, if I'm not mistaken, isn't this the first time ever on an Ed Sullivan show that John and Paul share a mic? You don't um, ever get John and Paul sharing a mic side yeah, by side I'm, with those with the two right. guitars right. facing the you're other right. way. You get George and Paul right, during right. All My Love It, but boy. they don't, They during All My Love they seem to just really focus a lot on just the you're tight right. shots. Good point. Good point. But here's John and Paul... Just face to face, the Nurk twins are, are yeah. face to face with each other. But s- the second of all, is it me or does it look like there's something that flies by Paul's face during the performance? There's something that like whips by. Maybe? No, it looks like there's a something gets thrown, either a jelly bean or something gets maybe. thrown at the stage because you see Paul kind of go whoa, like a what the hell was that? And John's I, I, eyes follow the same way. Right. I don't. I, I have to go back and read. But it's at the end of the second verse. I've never seen anything written about it, and they you just it was very bizarre. I'm like, what just flew by Paul? And you don't know if it's video yeah, it uh, artifacts. Yeah. Or whether or not something really just flew by Paul's head. So anyway, I'd be curious to see that. He's got big teeth. Big a little huge. bunny. Yeah, uh, um. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just yeah. a bunny. And then we get George introing Paul. And again, looking up at the camera, probably going over his head to no. do yesterday. But George he, he had done that before, remember, in, in yes. Great Braces. Oh, in, opportunity knocks. Yeah. That was later. Yes. Was that later? Oh, no, that was August 1st. August 1st. Right, sorry. Yeah. August 1st. Yeah. Right. You know, you got that. And, and it's interesting. that In 65... 
they did this on the show and they did it with the, the strings, but Beautiful. in 66, they go out and do it as a band. Electrically, yeah. So it's interesting how this song, which wasn't a single in Great Britain, was released in the United States. They had to have known that. Sure. But at the same time, they're promoting a song which was they thought of as like a leftover from help. Right. But the audience right. gets a little edgy here and they're yelling, you know, Paul, Paul, and other people are saying, shut up. Yeah, know? yeah. It's you can hear the audience actually saying, be quiet, we yeah. want to hear you it. You want to hear it. Be quiet, his be picking quiet. Is, his picking is lovely. The performance he's, is it's fine. The performance is sterling of yesterday. Yeah, yesterday yeah. is a good performance. Absolutely sterling. But then again, he did it really well at uh, Blackpool Night Out. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah. he's on, his playing is dead on. Yeah. Which is really nice. Yes. And so. then, help. Yeah, that was just like him. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like a, and he throws in a little tiny bit of the spastic routine. Uh, you know, that's for help. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. But when it he was goes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was a whoa. Yeah, he you does. Know. But I think John is just so tired at I that know, point. I know, but it's, and then yeah. help comes on, and and he tilts his head while introducing you, like yeah. now help. You know, yeah. title of our latest record, and he does help, and then he looks at Paul, and he, one, two, three, four, and then it's. George and Paul singing the you know the opening yeah. hell not all of them so it's not as strong and when you get to John and Paul singing the hell it's awful it's yeah. just out of tune but, and awful but, but part of it is it's it's a very hard song to do and it's it is you know. and it's also showing you a little bit why live performing was gonna already start to become a bear yeah. You were really starting to see where the songs... Now, the version on uh, you know, Hollywood Bowl is a little better, Yeah, but they've also, also been doing Black it for Pool a couple Night of weeks. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. A couple of weeks earlier. Oh, that's true. It was. It, it was, was much better. better. You're right. Oh, yeah. And, but now, by this time, John just loses focus the whole second verse, really. But he he got, I, loses focus yes, every but, time but he, he got that second verse. he loses one line or two, not the whole half of the well, second that's, verse. Okay, that I mean, he loses a lot of the second verse here. So they cut to George and Paul... George and... John, uh, George and Paul. Paul, yeah, Paul right. the Thank other you. one fella. I, is, I'm trying uh, to remember. My God, George and Paul. They cut to those two, <laughs> and while John is messing up the lyrics, right. and then they finally get back to him when he, when he figures it out. And even the, you know, just, his voice is just gone. Yeah, he's shot. He's yeah. shot. Yeah, it's not bad. It, it's interesting because you can always see already that this is going to be the last time they're on. Yeah. That, well, you sort of get a notion. And it ended up being like, but well, did you really? Because who knew what they were really going to do next? You know, I mean, we we know in hindsight that yes, this was the yeah, verge of the them getting better and better and better. Yeah, you know, who knew? That, that's uh, true. We are we right there. Their, so, you know, their next album could have been no more advanced than you know the Dave Clark Five. They might have just froze there, right? And you Good know, point. kept point. going. And, and it's a little awkward at the end though, because he's almost practicing for what his speech is going to be on the stage. Yes, because he comes. He calls them over, and he's like, yeah. "I just want to let you know you're you're honored by your country, and you're loved here, and and oh, that's good. I'll say that. <laughs> and I'll say that country. tomorrow night. Yeah. God love yeah. you all. I yeah, love yeah, that it was closing. a little, yeah. God love you but all. But then the end of the show. If you buy the DVDs, right. the actual end of the show, while they're showing the credits and doing some George Fenneman, this is brought to you by Lipton Tea. They actually show. Well, George Fenneman did the Lipton Tea, but the announcer was Ralph Paul. Yes, but they actually have George Fenneman a right. lot. Right, yeah, because he shows. did those commercials. Yeah, but but. They show the Beatles again over the credits, singing "Help" again, the right. whole yeah, song, yeah, yeah. yeah, the full song. So it's like, whoa, you yeah. know, they could have picked any other one, to, like yesterday or something, right? But they picked right. "Help," and it's and interesting. So you they, you're right. It's interesting there might have been a it. way to do that that was much more convenient. It well, was yeah, the last I mean, song that yeah, had to be a technical, back, right? You know, that was studio chicanery at that. But point. But they had that a whole was, hour wow. to maybe say, let's 
put in I Feel Fine, which sounded better. In, and yeah. it was earlier in the yeah. show. That earlier in the show, the tape, you, yeah, you, know. you could have just, yeah. yeah. Wow. But they did cut to Help again, which... Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, which makes and, no sense if you think about it. why. Right, they just showed help, and yeah. now they're doing help again. Yeah. Even though it's the end of yeah, credits, I think and most it's a people technical just, limitation. Right, and yes. maybe so. And, and maybe think. by then people clicked off because they knew it was the end of the show, the Beatles right. were off anyway. Right. right. But you, we're only getting that now because we're Beatle geeks looking at the whole DVD no, you're right, right. until the end. Right. right. So, uh, you know, a little different for the Beatles, but definitely a different show, less groomed, a lot more weary, but still the Beatles and exciting. And, you know, unfortunately, I wish it was a week later. Right. Yeah, right, because we could have seen them in color. Because yeah. you do see a lot of rehearsal shots in color. Yes. Yeah. And uh, just on a, a personal note, uh, Ralph. I meant no, but Ralph Paul was the announcer, and Ralph Paul was our general manager at WHPC. Wow. And I happen to know his daughter. What? Um, so. George Paul. No, her Georgia name is Paul. Her Georgina name is Paul. Paul. Ringo. Her name is Ringo Robin. Paul. Sorry. Janita Paul. <laughs> so. Ringo Paul. And Ringo. Ew. Ringo, Ringo Klaus. Ringo Klaus. Oh, my Lord. So, oh, my uh, Lord. So that was the four shows that are on the release versions of the Ed Sullivan shows starring yeah. the Beatles. That's the official. Now, four complete Ed Sullivan shows starring the Beatles. Now, they've done this and also with uh, the Stones, <laughs> and they did this with Elvis, they, where they have the whole show, which actually, again, you see old school and, and yes. current Still entertainment. Still for the Ed Sullivan show starring... Topo Gigio. Right. All um, of his clips. Well, he's, he's on He was on for years. Yeah, he was on. And then when Topo started getting stoned, it got really sloppy. <laughs> he's, he was demanding things backstage. And Eddie, could you give me a kiss, Eddie? <laughs> in the middle Eddie. of the building. Yeah. I'm in love with Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> I need you. I need you, Eddie. Now, one of the things they could have included and didn't. <laughs> in 1966, when Paperback Rider and Rain, they did the promotional they're films. They did a specific intro right, a for the Ed intro. Sullivan show. The butcher cover. Transparencies. Uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, unfortunately, it was not included with the Ed Sullivan stuff. No, they probably just also get the um, Ed uh, showed uh, some clips from Let It Be. February of seventy, right. they, they did a Beatles tribute show with right. Stephen Edie Gourmet and Duke right. Ellington, and but they also and they showed, showed two of us, two of us, and, and, Let, it and Let It Be. Right. Mm-hmm. So Ed, there's an Ed intro for that. It is yeah. interesting. And they did show Hello Goodbye. Hello Goodbye. Goodbye in 67. Right. But they did not show an interesting. Penny Lane, Strawberry Fields. That's true. Because it was on Hollywood Palace. Right. Right. But also, um, Hey Jude and Revolution was on the Smothers Brothers. Yes. Yes. Well, by then, then, Sullivan was not. The the Beatles were now counterculture, so to speak. Yes. And and you're talking about the perfect plays where the Smothers Brothers were irreverent and. Right. So that was an interesting little sidebar. But Ed and the Beatles are tied forever in uh, the way, you know, it happened yeah, it on his show. It used to be five show. to four, and now it's five five. They're tied forever. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but if you think about it, the Beatles didn't go on at many other shows. We talked about Hollywood Palace, talked about the Carson show with Joe Garagiola as the host. They were barely ever on a uh, bandstand. They really didn't do. There's a call well, they were on Shindig. They were on Shindig, but it was well, they were on bandstand film. film. They were on yeah. bandstand there was, a, there was a call in there. No, they, no, they showed no. the videos. Bandstand, they showed, they showed Penny Lane and Strawberry well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but oh, I mean. Dick Clark was almost like no, mocking them. It wasn't like well, Dick Clark. No, he didn't. He wasn't Listen, mocking I th- them. I always he thought was... Dick Clark mocked him a little bit only because of the mustaches. I, I don't. I didn't consider that mocking. Uh, I thought. I thought Dick Clark was doing what Dick Clark always does. Dick Clark was was feeling the pulse of the, of the teen audience. Yeah, That's he, exactly he, what he always did on the show. You think about it, it was a big deal, the Beatles grew muscles. Yes, And he absolutely. only had them on in 64. He didn't have them on. I thought but he right. did a, he did a, it wasn't a call. He, no, he did a, like a Beatles 
themed show yes. oh, okay. where they had okay. pictures of the Beatles and all of the walls, and they played a lot of Beatle music. Yes, but they weren't on, right? Oh, okay. Which I thought was. Kind but of Dick Clark did produce Birth of the Beatles. Yeah. In 1979, let's so, go somewhere else with that. <laughs> I actually didn't mind anyway. that one. So yeah. anyway, so that's basically all of the appearances of the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show. <laughs> we highly recommend the official title of the four complete Ed Sullivan shows starring the Beatles Universal on DVD. Yes. We hope you enjoyed both parts of our look at the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show and the Beatles and Ed Sullivan in general here on the Fab Four Free For All. And... There may be more on the Ed Sullivan topic. There will be more, more to say. More to say down the road. We'll, yeah. we'll just say that. And thank you for joining us here on the Fab Four Free For All. My name is Rob Leonard. I've been your moderator for today. And joining me, of course, has been... Tony Treguardo. And... Michito Posizio Axelrod. <laughs> and for Anison, here is... Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Anison was every commercial because some, the Beatles... I want Beatles. some Lipton iced tea. Oh, well, the get, Beatles I, will I, give you a headache. I kept thinking it was Jennifer Aniston was going to come out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love the George Fennick. I love Fennick. Great stuff. You bet yeah. your life I do. Anyway, that's good. And that just about does it. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All. Now, one of the things they could have included and didn't... Would you send a female mouse back here? Because it probably wasn't owned by Sullivan. With some bourbon. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, God. Look, he's he's laughing so hard. His face is turning red. Wait a minute. You can't see this, folks. His face... He's laughing so loud at his own joke. Eddie. And his face is turning red. Eddie, bring Soupy back here. I want to do the mouse with him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just saw that, Eddie. <laughs> That's you you want to do the mouse? Soupy, come back and do the mouse with me. Soupy sells to the mouse. Somewhere, a little Italian Gander. mouse is getting an erection. <laughs> a little tiny one. <laughs> That's like a, wow. a brown chicken brown cow <laughs> for, for Topo. Wow. The Cialis is kicking in, Soupy. <laughs> Cialis. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you can do it in your house with me. I can do it in a box. I can do it with a box. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I should say that uh, there Courtesy was of Dr. 